Welcome to the Wake the Giant podcast. I'm your host, Alan Garrett. Today, we're going to talk about identity as we navigate through the COVID-19 crisis. In the studio, I have my wife, Mary Alice Garrett, and Chris Van Scoy. Hope you'll enjoy our discussion. So we're going to talk a little bit about identity. My wife had my wife often gets uh, counseling calls on the phone or, or friends calling her, those kinds of things where she uh, works through issues because she's really just gifted that way. And so uh, the issue of identity came up today. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. And so I, I thought through a few things, uh, a few scriptures. One of them was, uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So it's uh, when you go through different things, crises like like the one we're in with the COVID nineteen, it's the truth that you know that will set you free. Does that make sense when I say that? Do you mean the truth taken in? Yes. And processed and munched on, mm-hmm. and then put into practice. Yeah. The the verse right before that says, uh, "Let's see here. If you continue in my word." you will be my disciples. So a disciple is somebody who walks in a manner worthy lifestyle-wise of, of the person they're trying to emulate. That's a disciple. And so with Jesus, if we're his disciples, we, uh, we continue in his word. And then the verse right after that, he says to them, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So sometimes when you go through different life challenges, that... that uh, affects or challenges your 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 worldview or your identity. There's God's working on something. He's doing something through that crisis, and there's a chance to learn some things. So um, sometimes during situations like this, He brings truth, and He brings that truth in order to set you free. So you shall know the truth, and the truth shall sh- set you free. So if you're not free, if there's an area of your life that you're not walking in freedom, a good question to ask is, what is the lie? Or what is the truth that I need to learn? Yeah, and it's often um, in times of stress that those things get heightened, right? Absolutely. And this is just so not a not an anxious point in our lives, is it? You know, this COVID <laughs> thing, we're COVID-19. just surfing the top of it, riding the wave. No. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to the social, watching the social media, and listening to things on YouTube, and and people are getting quite uh, antsy with being locked in, and there's a lot of things stirring. There's some uh, questioning of of uh, decisions in the government, and is this COVID nineteen thing really bad, and should we trust the government? And there's a lot of unrest right now. There really is. I'm gonna kind of set up this scenario. Um, yes. My friend and I talked today. Yes, she knows I'm going to be talking about her tonight. I asked. She said, okay. So here's the thing. She said, you know, I'm in a funk right now. Just a funk. Because I have been trying to get a job every single day since I couldn't get my last job. And her last job was working in a hospital, but COVID happened and she has an underlying lung condition that keeps her from working at what 
she normally would do. So then this past year, she had also injured her back in such a way that she can't go back to the things she used to do that were physical, like ranching. And so she's like, I, I just feel like I'm sponging off my roommate and I'm not contributing and I feel really uncomfortable just being like a helper around the house while my roommate works from her bedroom, has gotten two promotions mm. and three raises, and I'm just making toast. So it's some of the things that, that normally support her identity or feed her identity, or not, not in a bad way, but things that, because we, we do, to some degree, get some of our identity from, from what we do. Yeah. Yeah, so some of those things have been challenged. Yeah. And um, as we were talking, I realized that there are four lies that they're so subtle. And as Christians, um, in the culture around us, we tend to take on without even realizing we do. And I'm just going to read the four lies, and then we can take them one by one and discuss them and apply scripture and see how it goes. What do you think, guys? I think it sounds great. Okay. So the first lie is we are what we do, and how well we do it Hmm. determines our value. So in other words, we are... We, when people say, so, how are you? Where do you work? They really mean what you do determines who you are. Hmm. And then, you know, how much you make determines your value. Well, when that's stripped away under no fault of your own, that part of your identity is just sort of missing. And even when I said, you know, 26 million people are in your same boat. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, like, it's not like it's all about her. You know what I mean? It's not Hmm. just because she has a history of this or that or the other thing. She has an amazing work ethic. I'm not worried about her at all. But at the same time... 26 million Americans. So I may be talking to a few of you. Yeah. Who are my, in the same boat. My guess is that there are a lot of people that are in the same boat that uh, are, I mean, I've had things in my own life where, you know, I, I, it cha- kind of challenges my identity or I've had to work through things because of the situations that are going on now. Yeah. The second lie is. I'm doing better than Joe down the street, but I really want to do better than Jim, who is doing great. So there's a comparison. Well, I must be okay since they're being that way. Oh, I'm not okay because this other person is doing better. Um, A third lie is... I can't meet my family's expectations to pull myself up 
by my own bootstraps, and they keep reminding me that God helps them who help themselves, which, in case you didn't know, was not from the Bible. Not biblical. Yeah, not biblical. (laughs) And the fourth lie is we have control of our circumstances, to which I have to say, do we really have control of our circumstances? Because this has built a lack of control. And funny how we're expecting even governments to be in better control. Like, you know, and there may be people who are more suited or less suited to being in control, but nobody's in control right now. We're all just sort of on a massive learning curve. I think sometimes it's perceived control. Yeah, you know, I mean, one of the things on the control one, I mean, there's a lot there in everything you said, but on the control one, when um, Cuomo said, God did not do this. We did this. We got out of it. It wasn't God, and um, it wasn't... uh, it wasn't, you know, prayers. It was, it was us obeying yeah. and doing that, and it's, it's trying to take back some control because it's really hard. Yeah, he has a perceived control, and but it's also an identity. It's a thing with where you perceive God to be. If he believes in God, it's probably more of a deistic yeah. perception like where God is removed from, exactly. from creation, not really influencing it. And it's in in times of crisis. So we we did do some stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you can look around the world, and some people didn't do that stuff, and it's all basically relative. So, mm-hmm. where where's that control? You can't stop it, like um, the president says, an invisible enemy. We can't see this. Yeah, we don't know. And in some people, I mean, I think that lack of control, like going to the grocery store and having someone be within six feet of you, they're yeah. not listening. Yeah, I know people get really upset about that, you know, and it's. You can't control that. You can't control all that's around you. So you either like shut in and and hide from it. Yeah. Which is gonna make you feel real miserable because we were built for a relationship. Um, Often when you don't have control, it brings up fear. Um the other going back to our next door governor. Yeah. Um when I heard that. I just happen to wonder, could it possibly have been God who got us all to cooperate with those mandates? Yeah. Because that's a lot of people who, as you can see now, are restless and want to go back to work, who, who sacrificed to stay home and flatten a curve so we didn't implode the healthcare system. The healthcare yeah. system. So yeah, and all the prayers too thrown into that for our healthcare workers, for our governors. I mean, I've been in numerous things. Nobody right now is at the time to decide. You know, I like this guy's politics or not. It's yeah. Are we getting? You know, you're praying for the best for everyone. You know, in in that, and so he, I felt bad that he wasn't identifying maybe what really got us through it. You know, and wanting to take credit—that's a whole other issue. Because I think his identity is, may be yeah. a little bit in his control, what he what he perceives as control, and uh, well, not in the prayers. Okay, so moving right along yeah. from our next door yep. governor, um, 
You know, our circumstances, even of when we reopen and how we reopen, that's out of our control. However, who we are when we reopen and who we are now is a little bit more in our control if we look up. Yeah. If we keep looking side to side and front and back and, oh, no, what will I do? What will I do? How, where do I fit? And going off of what you think and what you know, and they may be two different things, um, control then is just as slippery going forward. Yeah. But control over my identity in Christ is absolute certainty. Yeah. I do think like one of the things you brought up about in what we do in that, in a certain amount of that is control, but think of a lot of Christians um, before this would be doing a lot. They're doing a lot of good things in, in their identity for a lot of them are found in that. I know I've had that for myself at times too. And now we can't, go out and just do those things. Mm -hmm. So does that make us any less who we are in Christ? No. Does it, you know, and, and you have to think about the things and begin to realize really what this is about. And in, in our faith is about, it's about Christ and who he is. Yeah. And that's what is at the core of our, should be at the core of our identity, not what we do. And, and like you were saying, so what I do adds value to me. And the truth of it is, there's nothing you can do that's going to make you more valuable to Christ. He values you yeah. already. And for those who don't know him, he values you. He's trying to reach you yeah. just as much. Well, the word says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You, me, everybody. So right. we're all in the same boat. So that's how valuable we are, is that he would give his life for us. Now, we were going over the lies that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. How far do we get on that? Well, we covered four. Okay, we covered four. Okay, so can you recap them real quick for, for those of us that are joining us, just real sure. quick, the, the four lies? Um, there are some subtle lies through COVID-19 that in the midst of this protracted time, we're all beginning to have to wrestle with. And one, it, one lie is, um, I am what I do. And the value of who I am is in how much I make. Yeah. The other lie would be, I'm doing better than my friend down the street, but not as well as my friend up the street. Am I really doing okay? And so comparing. Comparing. And then three, I can't meet my family's expectations of pulling myself up by my bootstraps or um, or meet the expectation of God helps those who help themselves. Okay, so self-sufficiency there. Yeah, and we just finished the idea that we have some sort of control of these exigent circumstances at this time. Okay. So... So then, then where should we head? So it's uh, these things are going to come up. They're going to create some identity issues, maybe some depression, maybe some fear, those kinds of things, because our identity gets challenged. Where, where do we go from there? Well, 
um, again, when it comes to the, the, I am what I do and I can't go do that right now and I can't make a paycheck. So where is my value? Where, where is my contribution to a household when I can't earn anything? And the truth is, right, that was the lie, so now we're going to the truth, um, is that in Christ Jesus, our value is simply that he thought, even if I was the only one who would say yes to him, he would still die for me. Yeah. And I can't put a higher price on myself than God has already put. Amen. Yeah. And so the other part is about grace and works. Are we saved by grace or are we saved by works? Yeah. And Jesus was pretty clear in Luke 12, 23 and following, that we're not supposed to worry mm. about where we get our food, where we get our clothes, or even what's supposed to happen tomorrow, because today has enough for itself. Right. So it tells me that even though we like to think we're in control, and even though we like to think that our worrying about our worth is somehow doing something to make it better, um, those are lies. Because even Jesus said, don't worry about it, because that will only cause harm, hmm. which science has sort of proven stress yeah. Yeah. and, you know, whatever. So that's a lie. I think, I think all of these are lies are not really about how to resort ourselves. They're really about how how to look up mm -hmm. how to look at what god is doing how to look up at who we are in him for example my friends up and down the street you know if i continually compare myself how can i be grateful for the lot god has given me mm -hmm. yeah and i i would say i mean so many people find value in what they do. And when and so now that's taken away, right? And or so are you looking at people that can work from home? You still mm -hmm. try to look at in we, we had a we did the podcast about discerning what God's doing. And I think he's trying to draw more people to look up yes. and realize it. And and honestly, what we do, Jesus always he said, I do what I see the Father doing. Right, and and that's our our call and our responsibility as Christians. We're supposed to be watching and emulating our relationship with Him. And now, all the doing and all the stuff is taken away. So we've got a lot of time that we can sit mm -hmm. and learn what the Father's doing and and learn where our value is. It's good, you know. And he, and I, I I promise you, if you spend time with the Lord, He's going to tell you how valuable you are. Yeah, He's going to talk to you because He loves you. In that, and that's the beauty of knowing him. And and so many people get caught up. I mean, so many believers get caught up in not knowing who they are. 
and in what they do in the works and that and i have to have fruit and this and that but where that comes from is that deep relationship yeah with with christ himself and and it anything that bears out of that relationship that you have in those times is going to be far better than anything you can do on your own strength or trying to control or find value in. Yeah, I'm going back to that scripture I started with, you shall know the truth and the truth shall shall set you free. Um, one of the things you can do when your identity being is being challenged or there's things coming up like fear that point to an identity issue, you can go back to the truth. Yeah. So you can go back to the word of God. You can say, okay, what does God say about me? He says, I'm chosen. Yeah. He says, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm forgiven. Yeah. I'm holy. I'm righteous. He says, I'm valuable. More than um, a conqueror. Yeah. If you're not feeling useful to those around you, uh, I go to this scripture, uh, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he's, he's, he, uh, we're his workmanship. The word there is poem, poema. Yeah. Okay, so we're 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 fearfully and wonderfully made. It says in other parts of scripture. So um, he's created us for things to do. Maybe not now as much because you're you're inside uh, locked away. But there are things you can do. You can pray. You can call people on the phone. You can use the time to to dive into uh, uh, the Word of God and find out more about Him and get to know Him. Um, and there, there are many things that you can do. So looking at the truth of who God says I am um, and, and, and can, reconnecting with him will help some of those identity issues, identity would, issues. What you, what you said is a lot of times, like, that's exactly what I say to people. Like, if you got to, like, many of those verses and things, repeat those. I don't care if you got to repeat them a thousand times, but until yeah. you believe it, you know, it says we're co-heirs to Christ. That means we're royalty in the yeah. kingdom. You know, I don't see the prince in them walking with their heads down. Yeah. And in the in where do these thoughts come from? An idea. I think we have an enemy of our soul that's really mm -hmm. smart and how he tricks us into where what we do or we're this and that and we mm -hmm. can't measure up all the time and we end up losing focus on the one mm -hmm. who can give us our identity and our value. I want to go back to line number three. And that was, you know, I can't meet my family's expectation. I can't pull myself up by my bootstraps. I can't do anything to help myself for God to help me. And and the lie there, I think, is about provision. Yeah. I really do. Um, who really provides things? Mm -hmm. Could it be an illusion that the work of my hands provides me mm -hmm. with blah, 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 blah? And we can be led to believe that. However, who gave you the job? Yep. And who gave you the skill? Yeah. And who gave you the talent? And the breath. And the breath. <laughs> And who gave you the timing? So I would say to that lie, that's about timing. And now is about trust. Yeah. Trusting in the provider. Seeing if the spaghetti will grow. Yeah. You know, you're low on spaghetti. 
It's not your turn to be one of the 50 people allowed in the very large warehouse to get spaghetti. Go, Lord, I need you to grow the spaghetti just like the fishes and the loaves. Another example I have for that is Jesus showed up and these disciples were fishing all night and they were exhausted and they were just like, ho-hum, this isn't working. They're frustrated, they're tired, and they might just want a fish sandwich that they can't provide for themselves. And Jesus says to them, go back out and cast your net to the other side. What difference would that make? Just just go. So a daring fisherman went back out, and he tossed his net to the other side, and sure enough, the amount of fish broke the nets. So who provided the fish? Were they all just going, you know, it's school, so maybe this was their theory, oh fish, oh fish, that, um, you know, they're fishing on that side of the boat, so we'll just swim alongside the boat on the other side? <laughs> do, do we really think they were that smart, or do we think that all of a sudden there was provision when there wasn't provision before? And how much does that show the father's heart. Yeah, and how much of that is obedience to to what he said? Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime it's something the Lord directs us on or we rely on, it's going to end better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they still had to take that in faith. And I, I think a couple, come on, we don't really want to do it. And he's like, yeah. just trust me. Just, just do this. Just gracious like the Lord is. And like you said, they go out and they get way more, way more than they could ever. It was way more than they could ever dreamed of. They, yeah. Even if they would have pulled pulled a, caught some normally, they would have never expected a net to be almost breaking. You know, it took extra boats to pull it in. And so when the Lord guides us in provision, when we seek him and hear him through it, we're we're always it's like we we're always in it. Think of the 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 fish and the loaves. There was when they broke the fish and the loaves, there was there was baskets full of leftover for for the 12 you know, yeah. just to be an obedient in that and listening to the Lord. You know, I, I mean, you see that all, all, all along. And yeah, um, that's a huge, huge thing, Mary Alice, where you can't remember, where we forget who really provides. Because it's easy, you mm-hmm. know. I've been working in IT for 20 years. I've developed a lot of skills in that and learned a lot, you know, but still the Lord. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think when 26 million Americans are unemployed and we have a place to go for provision. Yeah. And we have a place where the provision sort of grows in our hands. And I would say, isn't that true of the Israelites? For 40 years, they were fed by God, their clothes did not disintegrate and their shoes did not wear out. What would they have done, you know, if you think about it? They had, well, 1918 was the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. What did people do even then? Or a hundred years before that? Mm -hmm. They didn't, you know, we didn't have the media. They still had to do things. They could only go to Mm -hmm. one person for, for that. 
even when the crops are gone, any, anything as far as provision goes, mm-hmm. there was only one place to turn, and it was the Lord. Yeah. And we forget that even though we have all these medicines and technologies, it was the Lord who's allowed that. He, mm-hmm. All good things come from God. And so um, it's, it's easy to, to think, to take him for granted in this because we can take an aspirin for a headache or whatever. Yeah. But there was a time where people, all they had to do was turn to him. And that should be our first response. I don't mean don't go to doctors mm-hmm. or anything like that because they're from the Lord. Don't take me. I know people can take that the wrong way. But it's to remember who to go to first Yeah, in all things. It occurred to me too that there are, there may be people watching this uh, who don't know where they're at with the Lord. They don't they don't know. Uh, they 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 feel distant from Him, or they've never really uh, engaged Him in 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 prayer and that kind of thing. And if you, if that's you, I would encourage you. Now is as good a time as any to pursue the Lord, to listen to Him, to hear His voice. Uh, get a Bible if you don't have one. Read it. Uh, find other people who know him um, and ask questions. And I, I really do believe that the Lord is going to uh, pursue people through this these circumstances. Um, don't just look at the outward appearance of all the, the chaos and, and stuff that's happening, because the Lord is on the move. He's never not working. He's always doing something. So ask him, what is he, what are you doing, Lord? What are you doing in this situation? And seek him, and he will meet you. He will provide answers. I just That's just who he is. I would think, too, along your lines right now, that a lot of people find their peace and security in in their provision of themselves. Mm-hmm. And now that's really being up, upturned. Yeah. And also, you know what? Even for young people, eternity's at the door. So all these things, where do we get our mm-hmm. peace? Where do we get our security? And like, what do we got to lose by asking the one who gives us peace? Yeah. In fact, if you are listening to this broadcast and you don't know him, you can private message me and I'll respond. I'll help walk you through that. If you don't have a Bible, private message me. I'll get you one. Yeah. Yes. Um, the one thing that I would say with all of this, and it comes out of the same passage in Luke 12. That is, he says... Put the kingdom first, and all these things will be added unto you. So looking up, putting the king first, all these things get added to you. And when we work on a different economic scale where we store up for ourselves, the Bible said, well, the dude stored up. He built a bigger barn put more in it. And then the Lord said, foolish man, tonight your life is required of you and you didn't use any of it. It reminded me too of um, Toby Mac's son and how Toby Mac in his song about his son said, you thought you had all the time in the world to work this out. And then you didn't. Mm. And so that's the other thing that I would say is that you don't have all the time in the world to work this out because this this is a time when nobody can guarantee 
a lifespan. Yeah. We assume a lifespan, Absolutely. but we can't guarantee one, and that's out of our control. So today is the day, right? Yeah. That's not a day to procrastinate. It's a day to dig in. Yeah, I've asked that same question. It's like, what if I, what if I, in my mind, what if I get COVID, and I, it doesn't go so well? Am I right with God? Am I? Uh, will my family be taken care of? Those kinds of, of issues. And uh, I know that it w- my family will be taken care of. I, and I am right with God. So. You know. In that, there's a there's a couple of things. I mean, along the lines, I know my family will be taken care of. I know that I'm right from God because of things. I know the Lord, things He's done, and mm-hmm. things how He's. We've talked about provision. We've talked about identity, all these things. But through my walk with Him, now heading into almost twenty years now, mm-hmm. the the way He's provided and done those things, I've begun to learn. So. And, and I've had incidences either. A lot of times we think, oh, you know what? Like if we come to the Lord now, that would be a good time to get me out of this situation, mm-hmm. right? We're in trouble. I need a job. I need, so I'm going to call on him then. But he's not Santa Claus. He's the Lord. And it's not about, it's not about that. It's about him and that he's pursued you and loved you. And, and you've actually, everything you've done wrong to a person or wrong in your life and all those sins are against him. And he still loves you and wants you. He wants to make that relationship right. It's not about getting the money or that. Although he provides, he provides, and you can't, you can't convince me of that. Not so. When mm-hmm. I look at these things and people go, "Why aren't you worried?" You know, you go to the store, you don't wear gloves or whatever. It's I know it's a reality, and and there's you know there's things you have to do. But at the same time, if I don't make it out of tonight, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going and my family knows where I'm going and I know where most of them are going, you know? And, and so I'll, I'll be with the Lord and, and that's a great peace and comfort to have. And you can only know that really, if we come back to the whole topic is knowing who the Lord is and who I am in the Lord, your identity. Yeah. And that's where it has to, it has to start. And that's that relationship. And I think the Lord is really in this time pulling a lot of people to that place in, in, mm-hmm. If you don't know him and you give it a chance, just ask him. These guys are talking like, I want that peace. I want to know that's real. And I promise you, the Lord will show you that that is real. Yeah. Um, If it's okay, I'd like to pray. Are we there yet? We can pray. Okay. We can definitely pray. I'd like to pray. I I think there are people here um, in... Facebook land and wherever else we roam that are are bumping up against these things and there's just no more distraction to avoid it. There's just no more television, no more movies, no mm-hmm. more books. Yeah, you're running out. You can only clean your house so many times and still have skin on you. And um I think we're past being able to avoid the amount of uncertainty we're in. Yeah. And so I'd like to pray. Do it. Lord, I just ask right now that you would reach out to people. You would reach out to them. 
you would touch them, where, Lord, even um, our conversation has stirred up doubt and that people come to recognize some of their own misplaced identity. God, I ask that you would give them more of yourself. Because we only know ourselves when we're in you. That's it. That's all we have. Hmm. And so, Lord, I also ask that you would trade the truth for the lie of who we are in you, how much you love us, what a great price you paid, how you can't unsin, outsin the cross. There is no sin that the cross doesn't cover. And so, Lord, I just bless those out there, and I, I um, give encouragement, peace, and rest to those who, who just have bumped into a struggle and are uncertain going forward. And, Lord, I also ask that you would step up the provision for people who really are stuck. And they don't, they have no more avenues to drive down that you would make a way. Yes, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just say, can I say one thing? Yeah. What I told someone one time, what do you got to lose? Because hmm. if, if um, I'm wrong and Mary Alice and Alan are wrong, what, what have we lost? We've, we've made some friends, lived pretty good lives help some people get to talk to you guys on the internet, <laughs> you know, and if, if, if we're wrong, we all end up in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't believe in we're right and you're wrong, don't, don't let that be the choice. Yeah. And um, I do believe that God is moving in the earth right now. Yes, he is. And I do believe that he would very much like to show himself to you if you don't know him. Um, the other night I had a, a, a mutual friend of ours named Armando come over and he does these prayer times and we prayed for some people with COVID-19. He told me that they texted him the next day and said that they were healed and the doctors told him to go home from the hospital. Amen. Um, I've seen blind eyes healed. I've seen deaf ears healed. I have seen, uh, ankles, cancer. backs. Uh, he said cancer, all different kinds of things. God cares about circumstances. I've seen him, uh, show up with money. Um, I remember once where the Lord told me to give uh, uh, my tithe to my church when I was in Florida, living in Florida. And I, I go, well, if I give my tithe, Lord, I, I won't be able to pay my rent. In fact, I'm going to be short of my rent anyway. And he said, pay it. So I said, okay, I'm going to be obedient to what I'm hearing. And my roommate was mad at me <laughs> for doing it. Um, and, and so I, I did it. And then I'm no kidding. Two hours later, someone knocked on my door and they said, uh, we were just praying and the Lord said, give this money to you. Boom. Rent was made. So I'm not saying that you won't go through hard things. There are people that lose houses and all those different kinds of things happen. But I am saying that the Lord is there in the midst of it. And I do believe the Lord would love to show himself to you in your circumstances. Yeah. So call out to him, uh, pray, you know? I think, and Alice, you know this too, but like three years ago when I got that injury from the vaccine, mm -hmm. I really had to come to grips with this. 
because yeah. I did a lot for the Lord and I was active, but all mm. of a sudden my ability to do, plus I was out of work. Mm. So now I'm not, and I'm the only one who provides in my family. Yeah. I, you know, I'm the man of the house, the money maker and all that went and yeah. you, you come face to face with it. And that, that hasn't been easy, but I can tell you what, we have a roof over our head. Mm. We have more food in the cabinets in the fridge than I've ever had. Mm. You know, and all those things, the Lord, so you, the, you can't convince me of it, but those times come and mm -hmm. when you know him, you're going to be able to make it a lot easier through in, in your yeah. mental state because you know him and your trust is in him and not how I'm going to pay the bills or, or am I going to survive COVID or whatever? And so to come back around, like you said, sometimes when there's things going on like this, God's really doing something. In, in maybe he's exposing something in you that he can mm -hmm. help with or that he wants to get rid of. Yeah. Well, um, I think that we're going to move things to a close here, um, but I would just like to close with saying that one verse, you shall know the truth and the truth shall, sh shall set you free. So if there's some areas in your life where you need some truth, seek the God of truth, read the Bible, and uh, I, I, I guarantee you that he will meet you because he's real. Thank you for listening to the Wake the Giant podcast. We hope that you will join us in lighting the flames of revival wherever you go. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Please share and like on social media.